if you have any doubts in your life, your business, the best way to starve those doubts is to take action towards your goals right now. So stop thinking, stop doubting yourself, and just take the first step immediately towards working towards your goal or working yourself through a problem or a challenge that you're having. Sitting there and considering all of your options or how all of those options might end up playing out is probably the worst thing you can do. I would just take action immediately. Then look at what you can do every day from that point forward in taking additional steps towards your goal. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our special co-host today is Clark Buckner. How are you doing, Clark? Hey, Jared. Hey, man. It's a pleasure to have you. You and I have been friends, and we've met through podcasting, so it's an honor to have you on. And our guest, of course, today is Rob Bellenfont. Rob is a founder and CEO of Technology Advice. He is a serial entrepreneur, investor, and public speaker specializing in IT, sales, marketing, and talent development. He is dedicated to breaking down barriers in both life and business through personal and professional growth. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. All right, Rob, no matter who we have on this show, I mean, it could be anybody, we always ask him the same question, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say because you live in Nashville. What is the best concert that you have ever been to? You know, we do live in the Music City here. I don't get to nearly as many concerts or performances as I should. I'm, uh, you know, all my free time really goes in this business or the family. So I probably got one of the worst answers for that question you've ever had, huh? (laughs) Well, so nothing on YouTube, nothing, huh? I mean, I do enjoy a YouTube video every once in a while, but nothing that's just sticking out much more than others. (laughs) All right. Well, fair enough. There's a lot of parents who are listening to the show and they're thinking, you know what? I don't go to concerts either. So I totally get that. Not a problem at all. But yeah, I do think that's uh, something you can work on down the road being in Nashville. But hey, congrats on the business. So uh, yeah, Clark, we got you as a co-host. Let's go ahead and ask some questions to Rob. Sure. So Rob, I have actually not heard the original story of how you got technology advice. I started with eBay. But I really would love to rewind, start us at the beginning, and then fast forward to today and how you've had some recent successes with the company. Yeah, sure. So the story starts about nine years ago in my college dorm room at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville and had a previous business that I had just sold to a partner and had some money to invest in new ventures. And what has become technology advice was one of the investments that I made shortly after selling my last business. So just picture me 18 years old in the dorm room with a couple of roommates and bought the business on eBay. And and when you tell people that, you know, the most common response is, wow, I had no idea you can buy a business on eBay. And well, you'd be surprised what you can buy on eBay. You can buy just about anything you want on eBay. But fortunately for me, the investment paid off. The business wasn't anything like it was when I bought it. It wasn't anything like it is today. It was just me in my dorm room, you know, serving customers, advertising services. And all we did was take bulk advertising space that we bought, cut it up into smaller pieces and sold it to in businesses for markup. And so really just kind of brokering ad space on the internet. And hired my first employee after about four months running the business. And, you know, when you're a business of one or two people, you wear a lot of hats. And so quickly gained a lot of valuable skills as an entrepreneur in sales and customer service. And then, you know, once we started hiring employees, managing employees and motivating employees and training employees and things of that nature. So through college, I grew the business from just me and then my second team member, whose name is Evan, to a group of six of us by the time I graduated in 2009. 
And after graduating, moved back home with the family or not with my family, but where my family lives and where I'd grown up here in Nashville and continued to grow the business, ran the business from home for a couple of more years, and then eventually got to a kind of a turning spot where we saw the opportunity for much more accelerated growth in the business. And so got everybody out of their homes. Everybody's working from home at the time and moved the group of seven of us into our first office in Franklin, Tennessee. And over the last couple of years, have made a couple of pivots in the business as far as what we're doing, what our focus is on, and have had much more accelerated growth through that increased focus. Rob, some people define success as tangible numbers like revenue. And then, you know, there's others that look at it as, hey, I want to be a good leader and I want to develop my team members. So what is your definition of success and how has that changed over the years? Uh, It's changed tremendously. So I was like most people and did define success just purely based off numbers a couple of years ago. And for me, it was after hitting those numbers that had kind of defined as as my personal individual success and then the business's success as well. We hit those numbers and then it's like, well, okay, well, what's next? And as an entrepreneur, you always ask yourself, how can I do this better? How can I improve myself and those around me? And so that's when kind of the definition of success began to change for me and looking at Some of the things I've kind of used as indicators of success have changed over the years, but I mean, some of the funnier ones might be, you know, the number of times I heard a a team member say, wow, that impressed me, or wow, I've never considered that, or wow, I've never had somebody say that to me, or the number of times that people have told me, you can't do that. That's impossible. You can't do that. And so the more that I would hear those things, the more that I would know I was on the right track to success and growing what we're doing. So... Yeah, I mean, that's, there's just a couple of examples. But so today, how success, you know, how I might define success is the number of people that we're impacting, whether it's our team members, their families, or technology buyers and how we're serving them, how we're saving them time, also the technology vendors. So the number of technology vendors that we're serving, the number of connections that we're making each month or each day, the number of people that hit our website. The number of people that compliment us on what we're doing, testimonials or whatever. So something that you say pretty often is always be moving, act more, think less. And I wanted to hear how that translates into starving the doubts. How are you doing this every day to combat fear and combat any doubt that you have running a company? So it's definitely something that I as an entrepreneur are still improving at. I think what sets most entrepreneurs apart from other folks is just the ability to focus more on what the opportunity looks like and less on what the obstacles are. And that's what you really have to do to be successful. If you want to focus on and you want to find obstacles, you're going to find them in anything that you do. Whether you're running a business, whether you're driving your car down the street or getting a piece of, you know, getting a meal out of the refrigerator, there's obstacles in whatever you do in your life. And I guess for a lot of folks, running a business has a lot more obstacles than driving your car down the street. Obviously it does. But so being able to focus on the opportunity of running your business or the opportunity of driving your car down the street, what are you, what is the opportunity to learn? What is the opportunity to improve yourself? What is the opportunity that you have to make yourself better at that particular thing? So the next time you're faced with that same situation, you're much better at it and it comes much easier. Rob, for the listeners who may not have heard of technology advice, would you just real quick give an overview of what you guys are up to? Sure. 
So we connect buyers and sellers of business technology, and we want to be the world's leading resource for educating and connecting those buyers and sellers. So you can hit our website, technologyadvice.com, and you can use our select and connect engine, as we're now calling it, where you can basically go and narrow the scope of your search down. You know, if you're looking for a new piece of technology in your business or your organization, you know, you might have a, a hundred or more options. And so how do you choose the technology that best fits your needs as efficiently and as quickly as possible? And that's what we enable people to do. Oh, good deal. All right. So earlier we were talking about the definition of success and you talked about leadership. And I know you recently wrote about the importance of employee investment, not engagement. So why is it critical to invest in employees, not just engagement? Yeah. So engagement is the term that people use kind of as the catch all, you know, when they're talking about motivating employees or aligning employees with a company's mission or vision statement. And I think investing is the means to the engagement. So, or at least the most successful engagement. So you can quote unquote engage employees or engage team members all that you want, but with that investment has to come with that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Now, something that we did really fun recently is go to Gatlinburg, and this is like a totally paid-for trip, 35 of us, and it was a lot of fun. And we got into no trouble. We didn't get any trouble. It was a lot of fun. But that is a really big investment for the whole company. So why is that a cost a startup should focus on investing in employees in something like a company retreat? So... For those of you that don't know where Gatlinburg is, it's Gatlinburg, Tennessee in the Great Smoky Mountains. And we had a lot of fun out there. We did things like whitewater rafting. We went to Dollywood, which is a theme park. We did ropes courses and zip lining and all kinds of fun team building activities. So the importance for that for us, like at the very basic level would be it's an experiment. So yes, we are in startup mode. And we're a very entrepreneurial organization, and we're constantly experimenting with different things in our business to see what has a positive return on investment, whether in dollars or engagement or whatever it looks like. But so for us, it's an experiment. And luckily, this time, I think the experiment paid off very well because, yes, it was a noticeable line item in the company's budget for the month, but we had never done something like that before. And so getting our team members outside of the office so they can better learn from each other, learn about each other, learn about each other's strengths and weaknesses and how they might be able to work better when they're back in the office, you know, after the um, event was over, was something that we gained a lot of valuable insight from. Anyways, yeah, I guess that's all about I have to say about it. Good deal. So you have a young team, but they're delivering big results. What is a 90% plus millennial workplace like? It's definitely interesting. So we do have, it's approximately 90% changes a little bit as we add new team members or, or not. But yeah, I think we're right at 90% right now in the millennial age range on the team. And it definitely makes for an interesting workplace. We've identified some weaknesses and some strengths with it. So obviously, we haven't aimed to have a 90% millennial workforce, but it just kind of works out that way when you're working with technology and marketing and social media and things of that nature. It lends itself to some of the younger generations. And so it makes it a lot of fun. You know, we have a work hard, play hard mentality around here. So we do enjoy having a lot of fun together, but everybody's really serious about getting their work done. And we pay close attention and put a lot of focus in breaking down the typical millennial stereotypes. 
So, you know, the things that you hear as far as millennials being lazy or not engaged or the age of entitlement, you know, that doesn't necessarily hold true for our group of millennials. Another interesting statistic is that of those 90%, currently more than 70% of them have previously managed or owned a business. And so while we do have a lot of millennials on our team here, they're a different kind of person that we're looking for than, you know, the person that hits a lot of the stereotypes we like to read about. I'm curious, there are a lot of people that listen to the show that are entrepreneurs. So what's your best advice? Because you've had success, you are an entrepreneur. What's your best advice to any person who's listening that's an entrepreneur from one to another? What would you say to them? Act more and think less. So just take action, you know, just get out there and do it. Just dive right in. You're going to learn from mistakes much more quickly than you will if you don't make them. And so if you have a new project or a new initiative or something that you want to focus on, a lot of people tend to overthink, overplan, and never get anything done. Or if they do, their competition is already ahead of them getting things done before they're able to even take the first step of action towards accomplishing that goal or getting that project off the ground. And that gets back to the whole fear piece or the doubts. You know, if we're starving our doubts, taking action is the perfect way to starve your doubts. The best way to have doubts or to kind of let those doubts grow is by overthinking or overcomplicating things. And so just getting out there and doing things, always be moving, always be improving yourself and those around you and treat every mistake or every failure as a lesson learned. Rob, one more question about what's that balance between being proactive, as you mentioned, but also being prudent? Because there's some people, you know, say, OK, I'm just going to go for this. But also <laughs> you want to be calculated. You want to be smart. You want to make practical decisions. So what's that balance for you, that proactive versus just not being prepared, not having all your facts straight, things like that? Yeah. So that's definitely changed for me over the last couple of years. So it used to be, let's call it 95% action, 5% thought. And as the business has grown and as we want to do things that are more complex and just bigger in general, it's probably closer to 60-40 now, 60% action, Mm -hmm. 40%. So yeah, there is a balancing act, but When you're just getting started and depending on, I guess also it depends on kind of your vision and what you want to do. And this definitely doesn't hold true for all businesses, but for most businesses that are just starting or about to start, you know, over planning or overthinking things can, I mean, really just cost you a bunch of time and wasted energy because whatever you think is going to happen, 80% of the time, it's not going to happen exactly the way that you think it's going to. And so for you to plan your thoughts and your actions around you know, the 80% of the time that things just don't fall, you know, you don't get the right response from the customer or your marketing dollars wasn't exactly what you thought or potential prospects aren't responding to an advertisement the way that you thought or that position that you just opened up, it's a brand new position. Actually, we need a different skill set for that position than we initially thought. And so you're going to have to constantly make pivots and kind of roll with the punches, I guess, for lack of a better term. And so today, as our business is a little larger than it once was, We do think things through more. We do spend a lot more time planning and put a lot more strategy into things. But when you're first starting out, that can definitely hurt you. What's the best way for someone to connect with you? And then, of course, technology advice. Yeah, I'd love to connect with you on Twitter. I'm at Rob Bellenfont and technology advice is at technology underscore ADV on Twitter. And I'd also love to connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Rob, I got two last questions here and we'll, we'll wrap up. Who is doing something that interests you? 
Wow, that's a great question. I really like what Gary Vaynerchuk is doing with his social media marketing company. It's been a couple of weeks. Actually, it's been probably two months since I've really paid attention to what he's doing, but I used to follow him very closely. And the way kind of his perspective on social media marketing is one that a lot of people and a lot of brands don't have. And that's where he adds the most value for his customers. And so if you get out there and you look at, I mean, if you're not familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, just Google Gary Vaynerchuk and he's at Gary V on Twitter. But just his insight and perspective on business life and specifically social media marketing is one that's pretty unique. Last question. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? I would just, so as far as starving the doubts is concerned, I would just encourage everybody, if you have any doubts in your life, your business, the best way to starve those doubts is to take action towards your goals right now. So stop thinking, stop doubting yourself, and just take the first step immediately towards working towards your goal or working yourself through a problem or a challenge that you're having. Sitting there and considering all of your options or how all of those options might end up playing out is probably the worst thing you can do. I would just take action immediately, then look at what you can do every day from that point forward in taking additional steps towards your goal. So, you know, ask yourself every day, am I taking action or actions to put myself a little closer to my goal? Well said. Well, Rob, I really appreciate your time. Clark, thank you for co-hosting. And of course, best wishes to you and your family and uh, technology advice. Thanks, Jared. I had a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Getting our team members outside of the office so they can better learn from each other, learn about each other, learn about each other's strengths and weaknesses and how they might be able to work better when they're back in the office, you know, after the um, event was over, something that we gained a lot of valuable insight from. 